0: Welcome to Chapter 2 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Aaron Miri, CIO at Walnut Hill Medical Center. In this segment, Miri talks about the challenge he faces in making sure the organization is growing meaningfully and not just growing, his take on interoperability and information blocking, and the pros and cons of being a brand new organization. So now, um, what are some of the other um, really big priorities Priorities on your plate? I'm sure you have a lot, but just, you know, what's kind of really pressing for you right now?
1: Really pressing for us is a lot of the industry-mandated items, uh, ICD-10, uh, meaningful use. Uh, we are getting ready to do our uh, Stage 2 uh, Modified Rule attestation come January 1. And uh, what's interesting to Walnut Hill, and I I give credit to CMS and the ONC for working with us to try to figure this out, is we're a brand new institution. And if you look at the meaningful use rules and regulations, it's a little vague on how a brand new institution that opened its doors in April of 2014 is supposed to navigate all the changes that are coming. You know, you have the proposed rules, and you have all these things now with MU3, and oh wait, modified rules for MU2, and I mean, all of those. So we had to quickly figure out what it is we need to do to be accurate, to be succinct, to be in line, and then make sure that the data is is there, make sure that our clinicians are properly trained. And so there's been a lot of caveats and nuances where I didn't have the runway to quickly get up to speed. And it was, again, those partnerships and those quick actions of working with the respective, again, the ONC and, and so forth and so on to get to goal. So a lot of the priorities from the industry side are built around just that, what we have to do. Um, yeah. From an organizational perspective, it's keeping up with the demand. Uh, we're growing leaps and bounds, and our service lines are getting busier. And so it's making sure that the workflow internally is matching. You know, as an organization, we're expanding bricks and mortars as well as internally by continuing to add staff and add add physicians on staff as well. So how do you accommodate for that? How do you quickly, uh, I don't want to say swell, but how do you grow meaningfully without losing the most important aspect of Walnut Hill, which is the culture? So a lot of what I've been focused on over the past six months has been, again, Technology, and making sure that it's truly integrated. Two, meeting the the regulations and the mandates of the industry, which are are there and are are very much a very real fact. And number three, making sure that the technology is not in any which way a detractor from our core competency, which is our culture, and making sure that the buy-in, the leadership, the the galvanizing uh, parts of the technology continue to play into the culture and continue to grow it which is why you're seeing our patients and our patients SAD and our HCAP scores, you know, some of the highest in the nation. Uh, To give you some perspective, we just won an award from Healthgrades last week, where, uh, Healthstream last week, excuse me, Healthstream last week, where we are the number one hospital in the country um, for our medium, small, and medium size uh, for our ED satisfaction scores. And I'll tell you, at other facilities I've been at that do an exceptional job, to have some of the types of patient experience scores that we're receiving, I, I think it would have been you know, just, just a dream. But here we're actually doing it and we're getting recognized by the industry for it. So again, I, I, those are the kinds of things we're continuing to push for. What makes a difference to the patient? Uh, last but not least, I have, to, I have to speak about some of the population health and community health things that we're doing. Um, We have a lot of integration points right now as we really get our HIE in a full swing. We have a private HIE we've stood up. We're integrated with multiple EMRs, multiple PCPs and physician practices, and really, again, looking at that data in aggregate and saying, okay, the population of folks coming in with uh, diabetes, here's what their number one indicators are. What can we do to get ahead of this and deal with this in a very programmatic way so we're not just being reactive but we're being proactive?
0: That's really interesting. To me, it's just so, so fascinating, this giant step that, that's being taken towards population health, and uh, it's something that the groundwork's been being laid for so long, and, and now to see those steps is, uh, is really pretty, uh, it's pretty cool, for lack of a better word.
1: It is absolutely cool. And, and again, it goes back to what pulled me to Walnut Hill, which is, you know, Aaron, there is no red tape. Make it happen. Let's work it. Let's make it happen. That's beautiful. I mean, if you give a, a, a CIO worth their salt an opportunity like that and say, the world is your oyster, make it happen. We want this. We want to be different. We want to make sure the patient is first. Okay. That, that makes it fun. Then it becomes an engineering problem, which I'll take that any step of the day.
0: Right. And you said you, the private HIE is working with physician practices. So those are, those are affiliates, right? Correct. And then what about, um, you know, outside of the organization as far as uh, data exchange with other facilities, other hospitals?
1: We are. um, And what we have found is that a lot of the, the private smaller organizations are very eager to share data because it benefits them as much as it benefits us. The larger organizations, we have to work through the legalese and some of the other, you know, aspects that are there there's a lot of um, momentum in the industry right now about information blocking between EMRs. And I will agree that it's cost prohibitive, you know, depending on the EMRs that are talking and so forth and so on. But it's not so much that as much as the gray space when it comes to the legalese, you know, the, the potential competitive advantages that exist within the marketplace, those sorts of things that it does take a lot of cycles to work out. But what you find commonly in healthcare, and I don't say this exists you know, universally, but very commonly is that everybody is in this industry for the right reasons. Folks want to take care of people that are coming to us in our time of need. So it's working through the red tape or the hurdles to get to goal. So when I see in the marketplace you know, big players that don't want to talk to each other, I have to ask myself the very fundamental question, are the people making those decisions really in this for the right reasons? Because if you came into healthcare for anything beyond the fact that you want to take care of somebody else, you're in the wrong industry. This is not about, you know, my private need. This is about the patients.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a really interesting time with so much of that going on. And um, you just kind of hope that, that people start to you know, see, see the greater good and, and take that into account, you know, above other factors. I agree, and I think you're seeing
1: a, a really good galvanization in the marketplace with, uh, you know, folks on the FIRE group for HL7 and other other initiatives that are that are grassroots-led where, where people that are all in it for the right reasons are saying, you know what, enough's enough. We're going to do it ourselves. We're going to figure out standards. We're going to figure out ways. We're going to get through the rhetoric and make this happen because, again, the patient will benefit. and I, And I truly believe in that, and I truly believe that, as a, as a, as a vertical, as an industry, as a country, you're seeing people come together with awareness, with that understanding, and it's just a matter of time we'll get there. And you're seeing also Congress now paying a lot more attention to this because of the advocacy efforts by groups like Hims or Chime and others speaking up, going enough's enough, guys, help enable us to make this happen. Let's get through some of the rhetoric and let's make this happen.
0: Right. You mentioned a little bit about uh, you know. Maybe the, the lack of red tape, or there being less tape at at a, at a new organization, and I wanted to kind of talk about some of the um, maybe benefits and, and challenges of being so new. It's it's not something that we see a lot. So when you talked about you know the, uh, attesting to meaningful use as a new facility, I, I don't even know if there's any other that many other organizations you could talk to because it's it's such a unique thing now. So um, yeah, if you could just talk about some of the the benefits and, and challenges of uh, of being brand new.
1: Sure. So um, it, is, it is absolutely a unique challenge to be a new organization because I think while on one hand you could say that organizations that have done something for, you know, 50 years or 60 years, oh, that's old hat and they don't want to change their ways, it's also something to be said for tried and two practices. So Walnut Hill, um, if you take the people and you take the technology and you take all of those items, you put it on one side of the table. On the other side of the table is the process that integrates all of it together. And the beauty of it is, is that we're bringing people from across the country together to say, "What is best practice? How can we do it better, faster, you know, cheaper, meaner, leaner for the patient on their behalf?" But coming up with those processes and figuring out and realizing, oh. You know, we need to do this better on discharge or this better on a uh, transition or a handoff between the floors or this checklist needs to be developed. Those kinds of things, those kinds of process improvement initiatives take time. And so um, that has been the biggest, I guess, eye-opener for myself, which is technology is a wrapper. Technology wraps good process and good people uh, and good clinical care you don't look at technology to solve a process gap. And so a lot of times, it's as we're whiteboarding out uh, you know, a problem to, to solve, it's okay, what's the process? Oh, well, we haven't thought about that process yet. Let's talk about that first. So I found myself now leading a number of PI initiatives, which I love to do. I love to solve a Rubik's Cube. And coming up with okay, how how do we handle a clean discharge and follow-up process? How do we make sure that you know, our order sets are clean and succinct and, and very clean for the physician to be able to follow. I mean, those kinds of things. So, and those are very, very real challenges that if you get them wrong, you can truly uh, debilitate an organization. And so we spend a lot of time on making sure that our processes and the way we integrate things uh, make sense and it benefits the patient.
0: Right. It's really, it's a it's really interesting spot to be in. And, and one of the things that kind of came to, you know, comes to mind almost automatically is that you don't probably, you probably don't have the, well, this is how we did things before mentality. So I am, you know, obviously that, that, that has to be something that's refreshing to not have to go through. It, it is, but it's
1: also, it's also a challenge, right? So yeah. there are individuals, which is, it's, it's a wonderful thing and, and, and you want that. Folks sometimes don't like to be, to step outside of a box. They like to know that, hey, I've done this this certain way every single time for so long. And so I would, I would encourage folks to really think when you, when you want to start a new organization or, or something brand new, to make sure that you are truly comfortable with there is no road. You have to build the road to begin with. You, know, you have to clear the land. You have to you know, put the dirt and gravel down, and you have to put the asphalt on top of it and the, re- uh, the rebar and all those sorts of things. That's sometimes discomforting for people, and that's okay. Yeah. That's an okay thing. So what we have found, uh, especially at Walnut Hill, is a a group of leaders and physicians that love to say, there is no road, let's build a road, let's build a better road. And you drive it forward. So it's very comforting, but it's also fun. And I think that, for me, is the overriding principle that another mentor of mine, she used to always tell me, um, is if your job isn't fun, what are you doing? And so for me, I come to work every day with, hey, I get to build a new road. And for me, that, that's, what, that's what brings me passion and joy.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast from HealthSystemCIO.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at HealthSystemCIO.com backslash podcast.